Empty mirror syndrome. It's that feeling when you look at somebody else's achievement and you wonder, where's mine? What about me? Why haven't I achieved that? So you see somebody else has published a book or you see they've given a TEDx talk and you feel empty inside because you feel that you have not achieved that particular thing. So I've been thinking about this a lot recently and a few months ago, the phrase that dropped into my mind to describe it was empty mirror syndrome because it's literally like looking in a mirror. The other person's achievement is like a mirror, but you don't see anything. You don't see yourself there. And that is why there is this sense of lack. For those of us who are really dedicated to doing the work, it's not so easy for us to see our own achievements. In fact, it's very easy for us to dismiss our own achievements. And that is one of the main causes of empty mirror syndrome, because we have somehow dismissed and diminished the achievements that we do have, the accolades that we have received. And so we don't have that nice, plump, full platform of accomplishment, of an acknowledged accomplishment to stand on. So when I think about my success journey in 2023, there were a lot of curves, ups and downs. And it's really interesting, actually, to reflect on that in terms of empty mirror syndrome. So in sort of early summer 2023, I decided that I was going to take tearing up the good girl script and turn it into a book. Now, if you've been following my work for a while, you'll know that tearing up the good girl script is a central theme and framework that I started developing 2008 or 9 was the first time that I ran the first workshop on tearing up the good girl script. And it is probably the most popular theme in my work. And every woman recognizes it. As soon as I say the phrase, it's something that we all recognize. And over the years at different points, people have said to me, oh, you should write a book, you should write a book. So early summer last year, I thought, I'm going to write the Tearing Up the Good Girl script book. So I started to do the research on publishing, on writing, and I started to gather my thoughts and organize the chapters. And what I discovered in the process of my research is that publishing still takes a really, really long time. So that's a useful thing to know if you are thinking about writing a book and getting it published in the traditional way with a traditional publisher. It's important to know that it really does take a long time. So from the time you have submitted the manuscript and you've completed it to the time it gets published, that can often be at least a year. And there is nothing wrong with that at all. It's just important that you know that so that you don't kind of get a shock and become disappointed. It's important, I think, to be able to weave that schedule and that timeline into your expectations. The other option, of course, is to self-publish. So I was looking at all these different options and gathering the chapters, arranging my material and so on. And I really was enjoying the process. But then at some point I realized that I just didn't want to waste time. It felt like a waste of time, an important discernment tool. If it feels like a waste of time, then that's not the right medium for you. But if it feels really good and if it feels really solid for you to write the book and you're okay with the timeline, the extended timeline, then that is the right medium for you. So this is one of those moments of discerning, you know, is it going to be a podcast? Is it a book? 
what is the right medium for you, depending on what your work is and the timeline that you have in mind and the other things that you're trying to accomplish. So the interesting thing was that I had announced and told everybody that I was going to write this book. But then I had this moment when I realized this is not for me. This is not the right medium. I have no interest in this whatsoever. And I then decided that I just wanted to share the material on social media, specifically on Instagram, because I wanted to make it available immediately. I very much had the sense of there is no time to lose. But in order to get to that point, I needed to work through a moment of feeling disappointed, of feeling I have told everybody that I'm going to do this. Doesn't it feel embarrassing to change my mind? But I know for sure that there is absolutely no point in pursuing something, pursuing a particular path and forcing yourself to continue on a particular path just because you have told other people that you're going to do that and out of fear of embarrassment. I mean, that would be a ridiculous thing to have done if I had just made myself continue down that road of the book because I was too afraid to say, no, actually, I've changed my mind and be okay with other people maybe judging me or having a negative opinion about that. In the context of empty mirror syndrome, the way that we approach our own path to success is really important because I think the more that we have integrity with our own intention and our own emotional state, the more that we have that kind of internal integrity, the more that we have a plump, firm foundation to stand on and the more we can actually see our accomplishments and acknowledge our accomplishments and therefore be less susceptible to empty mirror syndrome. It's also really easy to assume that other people's path to success has been linear. And again, one thing I know for sure from working with many clients who are highly successful in their field is that nobody's path to success is ever linear. There are always curveballs. There are always things that are hidden that you as a member of the public will never know about the trials and tribulations that that person has been through. So when you look at your colleagues and it seems like they have an easy path to success, that they are really rocking it here, there and everywhere, you can know for sure that there is plenty more going on behind the scenes than you are aware of. And that in fact, their journey is far more similar to yours than you realize. And here's the really huge secret. The most successful, the most famous, the wealthiest people on the planet are all susceptible to empty mirror syndrome just as much as you are. If you right now think of the most successful person that you know, I guarantee you that they are just as susceptible to empty mirror syndrome as you are. Because it's something that is rooted in an existential aspect of being human. It is that sense of lack. There is this sense of lack that causes what we know as existential angst. And it's something that cannot be filled by any achievement, any acquisition. It's not something that can be filled by anything external at all. So in the tantric system, this lack is known as anava mala, 
this flaw of lack that is central to the human condition. And it is that that we work to dissolve and to replace with a sense of plenitude. That's actually the essence of spiritual practice and of that spiritual goal. Dissolving that sense of lack is not going to come through any kind of external acquisition. It is only going to come from that internal work. And this is where embodied practice is so fantastic. So when we work with five element dance and we bring our awareness into the body, let go of our sense of personality and sort of gently fall back into this more cosmic layer of self of the five elements, that very much starts to dissolve this flaw of lack that's present. And we actually start to change our default sense of self. By replacing that sense of lack with a sense of plenitude, now you really have a permanent shift in your state of being and you become much less susceptible to empty mirror syndrome because you'll then be able to see other people's accomplishments at a distance from your own. You can appreciate them, you can have thoughts and opinions about them, but they won't land an imprint on you in any deep or meaningful way. So now you are much less at the effect of what's going on for somebody else and you can see someone else's accomplishment and maybe use it as an inspiration for your own goals. Those of us who are really dedicated to doing the work often find it more difficult to acknowledge our achievements. We're focused on the work, but not on the achievements. And I know that this is something that I have certainly done a lot of in the past, and I'm still very susceptible to. So a recent example, about 20 years ago, I had made my second dance film called Fold. And it was commissioned by Channel 4 in the UK and another television channel in Canada. It was shown on television. It's been shown on big screens in festivals several times over the years. Just a few weeks ago, it was included in a new digital platform that's based in Germany called Tanz Digital, which is dedicated to showcasing screen dance. Now, when I got the invitation, when I got the email inviting me and requesting me to allow them to include Fold in this portal, I was delighted. But what's really interesting is that when the portal went live, I almost dismissed it and I thought, oh, well, yes, I don't really need to share it because it was 20 years ago anyway. What's the big deal now? It's been such a long time ago. So much time has passed. It's not really important. It was so interesting to notice how quickly that train of thought came in. But because I was working with my awareness of empty mirror syndrome and I knew that I needed to change my attitude towards my own accomplishments, I could see that this was a perfect opportunity to do that. I reframed the whole thing for myself, acknowledging that actually precisely because there was a 20-year gap. That's exactly why it's worth celebrating, because most screen dance gets made and then forgotten. But this was really a moment of pride. It was a genuine moment of accomplishment, and it was a genuine milestone that should be celebrated that Fold is included in this new platform. Again, for those of us who are really dedicated to the work, it can be really difficult to use words like pride and accomplishment 
But I think changing that vocabulary, changing the languaging that we use around our own work is really significant and makes us less susceptible again to this empty mirror syndrome. I'll leave you with this thought. It's worth taking some time to go back over your diary or your journal or your calendar for the last five years and look at your accomplishments. Look at the things that you have done. Make a list of them. Stick them on your fridge door. Leave them there for at least a month and read them every day. It's worth allowing your accomplishments to seep into your subconscious because now they're then planted as seeds that will allow you to hold your own work and your own accomplishments in high regard, that will allow you to hold your work and your accomplishments in the regard that they deserve. 